Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. That's right, we're back. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. After two weeks of repeats, we're here fresh for you. I hope you like the shows that we played. We played the show for Easter, The Cross, and then last week, Vanity, because all of you vain people out there needed to get a head adjustment or something. <laughs> no. But I uh, just wanted to congratulate Brent on his, the birth of his second child. Yeah, thank young you. Caleb. And uh, like, it's wait, one of the reasons why we have took some son? time off. Like, yeah. wait, I have a new son? What? Cool. <laughs> you know what I was thinking, Brent, is that we've been on for so long that we have had three childbirths. When we started the show, we didn't have any kids. And now there's three between the two of us. That's pretty impressive. That's how long we've been on. 94th show. And maybe I should let you talk for 15 seconds or so. No, go ahead. All right, I got this You're intro. You're hugging, hugging the mic tonight. Yeah, hugging so. the mic. I grab it, and then I flow. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, we're here for the next two hours, so keep it locked. Since Jeff took the whole introduction to the show... Um, you know, I'm going to take this whole next segment. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, we're excited about our topic tonight. As always, we, you know, ask the Lord for a new topic, and we hope that he delivers, and he always does. I mean, it's kind of a ridiculous hope because it's one of those hopes where you know it's coming true, just like the rapture. Yeah. You know, we hope that it comes, but it's going to come. Yeah. So no worth. No, no. Um, you don't have to guess about it. Yeah. It's a ticket to the bank. It's going to happen. Uh, but our topic tonight is about the fear of the Lord. And the verse, you know, we can all probably quote it from Sunday school. You know, in Proverbs it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And uh, just that section, you probably could say that, you know, just from learning the verse. Um, so what does it mean? <laughs> you know, I grew up, I know that verse. And it's just until recently where the Lord's just been showing me a lot of cool stuff about it. And, um, and Jeff too. So we're just going to jump in to the topic this evening and just excited about what the Lord's going to do with this topic. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah, when you're talking about Sunday school, I got the picture of like Christian Hangman. Where it's like the blank of the blank is blank. And you're like, uh, fear. That's good, Timmy. <laughs> and you're like, yay. You know that. Christian Hangman is kind of like an oxymoron a little bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> is that really what we should be doing? I don't know. School? Yeah. Well, hanging that'll put man? the fear of the Lord into you. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> the fear of the Lord is Hangman. <laughs> Everyone, like, gulps in their neck and stretches out. Like, oh, that's not good. So, G um, for gallows. <laughs> but that's what we all strive for, right, is wisdom. You know, there's so much in the world today focused on, there's books, volumes at, the, at Barnes & Noble, you know, about how to attain, you know, knowledge, how to attain wisdom, how to, you know, self-help, how to make yourself better. Um, and so it's kind of like what everybody kind of wants, even though some people may be trying harder than others. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's, that's the pursuit, you know, and um, God has his own thing that he wants to say about how to pursue that, that wisdom. And it starts with fearing the Lord. So that's what we're going to talk about this evening. I hope that you will stay tuned. And um, we're going to have some great music in store as well. Some double plays and some great stuff. So wisdom. How does the Bible define wisdom? You know. Hmm. You know. Well, if you take it from the two words, whiz and like, dumb. Whiz in the Greek means not. And dumb means dumb. So it's wisdom, not dumb. <laughs> Is that <laughs> true? Just, no. <laughs> I, I didn't totally go bi- to Greek school. It's like whiz. Like cheese whiz. <laughs> steak sandwiches. Mm. So really when you're saying cheese whiz, it means cheese no. No, not. I don't want cheese. <laughs> Which is Without. what cheese whiz is, right? <laughs> yes, it's not cheese. Not cheese. <laughs> yeah. 
So, not dumb. That's what we're talking about tonight. Yeah. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of being not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, let's bring it. Let's reel it back in. Brent, <laughs> throw me that life preserver quick. <laughs> yeah. Mm, cherry flavored lifesavers. I don't know how to keep going. <laughs> Sorry. This segment. Ah. No. Um, <laughs> wisdom is really defined, and all you have to do is start reading Proverbs, and you get a flavor real quick for what wisdom is. Um, wisdom has a lot to do with discernment, has a lot to do with understanding, and um, how to be pure and holy in this world. And I think we'll keep going on that in a little while. Wisdom, as Jeff was saying, not dumb, but wisdom really being the guiding thing, the thing that we need from heaven, the thing that we need from the Lord, um, that keeps us pure, that keeps us holy, that keeps us set apart, that keeps us in this dark and disastrous world from veering off to the left or off to the right. Um, and if you read through Proverbs, there's so many verses, you know, we don't have time to read all of them this evening, but, you know, one verse after another about listen to my words, pay attention to my understanding, listen to the, the wisdom that I'm telling you, listen to your father, you know, son, you know, it's all about instruction, you know, and how you can live rightly. And um, that's what wisdom's about. You know, that's what, that's what, you know, the byproduct of fearing the Lord is. And um, so we all want that. Sounds good, right? You know, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, let's pursue that this evening. And, um, so then, you know, the next question really is, and what our show's about this evening is, you know, how do we attain that thing? You know, how do we attain that wisdom that we all really want? Um, that starts with the fear of the Lord. Yeah. In working world, sales world, where I come from, and there's like these nice little mottos and stuff. It's like, decide what you want, discover what the customer wants, and deliver. So now we've decided what we've wanted. We want wisdom. Everybody wants that. But now forget about the customer how do we get (laughs) how do we get it how do we get wisdom and the bible is pretty clear cut it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so for the next hour and a half ish i don't know how much time we have left anymore i don't have a clock around but for the next remainder of the show (laughs) we're going to look at what the bible has to say about the fear of the lord and the importance of the fear of the lord so stick around we got lots of great music for you we got need to breathe coming up in hour two skillet Take No Glory. That's right. We got some a couple indie artists this week, and uh, we hope you like them. And we hope it conjures up some other indie artists that are all about ministering through music to send us some free music to get some free radio airplay. Mm-hmm. You scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. So contact us. Check us out online, www.thealterlife.com. You can listen to us, our past shows, and email us, and we'd love to hear from you. Something that I heard growing up in Sunday school was... The fear of the Lord doesn't mean to be afraid of the Lord. It means to respect Him. Because, you know, God's just a big, cuddly teddy bear. You don't want to be afraid of Him. Well, there's a little bit of both of those things that are true, I think. Um, there is the respect aspect. Respect aspect, that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> but there, it, there should be some a godly fear, it says in the Bible. It speaks of it explicitly about having godly fear. And... That's what we're talking about tonight. It's not just about being like, yeah, I know God is better than I am, so I'm going to respect him as my superior. It's not that kind of a relationship that we're looking for. Um, It's something that is going to lead us to being wise, leading us to being holy, the fear of the Lord. And as we're investigating the fear of the Lord, as Jeff was saying, it's about respecting and honoring God, you know, ultimately. And um, like everything in Christianity and as it matters to the spirit, spiritual realm, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, you know, and then you read about in the Word, it's 
And what the Lord does so so good, and the Holy Spirit does, it says, as you read His Word, you know, He cuts between the the you know the bone and the marrow, almost like you, it, the flesh. You know, it, it kind of sorts out the good and the bad. And um, so, as we do that, you know, the, the Spirit's actually giving us wisdom. He's actually providing some spiritual knowledge and some understanding. And I'm mean, sorting that out. But as we glorify God, you know, I think of Job. And um, he's like our character guy study for this, you know, the Old Testament example yeah. <laughs> of this of this topic. Because he was a guy who had everything. You know, he had riches upon riches. He had it all. You know, he loved God. He was a spiritual guy. Um, so he was, you know, just prospered in everything he did, the Word says. And, um, and he, the Lord just allowed him to go through some severe trial. And it was disaster. It was basically a disaster in his life, you know. And he was ground to nothing, almost to powder, almost. Like, just barely alive. He had friends that were mocking him, telling him he was in sin and all this stuff. And, um, you know, and the Lord deals with him and talks with him. Talks right to Job. I mean, I think it's pretty remarkable. Like, we're going through a, thi- you know, a rough time. The Lord speaks. You know, he does talk to you. And he, he's in, there to instruct you when you're going through something tough. And, um, you know, he's instructing me. He's like, Job. You know, check this out. Where were you when I created the world? Where were you when I set the path of the sun in motion? Like when I laid out the rain schedule, <laughs> um, when I established the weight for the wind, it says the apportion the waters by measure. I lay, I, I measured everything perfectly. Everything is set up, you know, and no one on earth, not you, Job, you weren't around, <laughs> you know, nothing on earth was set up and by any human. It was all about my plan, my you know, amazing wisdom, and um, you know, when you read that, Job's like, you know, find by the end of Job, he's just like, you know, you're right, you know, I'm nothing, <laughs> you know, yeah. woe is me, you know, I know my redeemer lives, he's here, and um, you know, he had a heart change, and so we're gonna keep going with that. And Brent was talking about how in Job it talks about how God was there from the beginning, God set everything in motion, and when we think about that, and we think about how God wants to have an intimate relationship with us, it's so humbling. And how great God is and how, as Job discovered, how much of like a worm he was. He's like, you know, what am I complaining about? You know, all these things were given to me by God. He gives, he takes away, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord. God is holy. God is sovereign. God is great. And, um, you know, who are we in light of that? And then also says in Psalms, you know, what is man that you're mindful of him? Like we're just such, we're so little in comparison to God. And when we look at how mighty God is, that's what draws us to holiness because we want to be more like him and you know the fear of the lord comes by that when we see god as who he is really instead of humbling him down to us by looking up at how great he is you're unbelievable the altar this is unbelievable i cannot believe this this is unbelievable this is unbelievable that's right it's time for our unbelievable segment and what better thing to talk about in light of the fear of the Lord, then our irrational fears. And we want to thank the internet for po- providing this stellar 14-page list of phobias. Some are ridiculous. Some are serious. I'm sure people actually do suffer from them, but we're going to highlight some of the ones that I think someone is just kidding around about. I thought we were going to read all 14 pages, starting from the first one. Here we go. Here we no, go. Just <laughs> a to Z. There are 400 A phobias. No, I don't know how many there are. That was an exaggeration. But one of those A phobias might be um, atmosophobia, which is the fear of atomic explosions. <laughs> now, let me ask you, aren't we all afraid <laughs> of atomic explosions? Come on. Yeah, I don't think that can be diagnosed as a, a specific phobia. phobia. Yeah. How about this one? Um, dipnophobia, fear of dining or dinner conversations. 
Wow. That's why people sit in front of the TV when they eat now. They don't want to have those conversations that are so have, frightening and they fearful. They have that phobia. How about blenophobia, which is the fear of slime? <laughs> like double dare? <laughs> yes. What if you got Put a kid on that show back in the that 90s? Blenophobia. Hey, blenophobia. And he just started screaming out of control when they when he said, I don't know, or whatever they said. Hey. When it, Interesting. Got another one? Have, I, got, I got one here. Go for it. Bromidero... Okay, these are hard, all, all hard to say. Bromidrophobia, which is the fear of body smells <laughs> in general. I fear that too. <laughs> I have one that's the point counterpoint, I guess you would say. There's megalophobia, which is the fear of large things. So stay away from me. And then there's microphobia, <laughs> fear of small things. <laughs> stay away from Brent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> six, six, me. <laughs> all six, six. How about um, speaking of the number six? There is actually a word for the fear of the number six, 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 which I want to try to pronounce. It's about <laughs> fifty letters long. It's hexacosio, hexaconta, hexaphobia. It's got hexa in it. And it's, what does it mean? Fear of the number six, six, six. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty intense. How about levophobia, fear of things to the left side of the body. <laughs> what? It's on there. <laughs> I favor my right side. I've, that's ridiculous. Um, I, I don't know. Some more. I got some more on here. Bear with us as we shuffle our papers around. <laughs> this Must is unbelievable. You can simply just throw phobia on the end of anything. anything. And you have, and you have it. You a have new, that phobia. Like ideophobia. The fear of ideas. <laughs> Man, what a dull life. How about asymmetrophobia? Fear of asymmetrical things. <laughs> That's actually one of them on here. <laughs> There's one that I just thought was... Maybe Picasso had that. Fear of symmetrical things. Yeah, I can't remember it, but it was uh, fear of music. And I was like, that does not fit for the ultra. I think my two-year-old all. has um, lachinophobia, which is the fear of vegetables. Really? Yeah. I like vegetables. I don't know what that... It must be... Once you get older... There's something that just gets in you. You're not less scared of it. You know, ah, asparagus, ah! (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you that are afraid of the altar life, it's okay. There's nothing to be afraid of. We're going to take a break, but we'll be back. Altar life of phobia. For those of you who are just, you know, a couple songs back listening to our uh, Unbelievable, we just want to make a disclaimer. You know, our intent was not to make fun of anybody who may have some of those phobias, and we try to pick out the most ridiculous ones. Yeah. But you we know, might have the chance that you know the people we're listening don't have those phobias. Convictophobia, fear of getting convicted. Ooh, <laughs> that's people are like fear of being made fun of. I mean, bullyophobia. I think but, it's natural to have some fears. You yeah, know, like atomic blast and meteors and things. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but some of those were just ridiculous. <laughs> no, don't be on the left side of my body. I'm afraid of everything on the left side of my body. <laughs> Come to the right. Oh wait, no, I'm dextrophobic. That's uh, the right side. Anyway. It's a good read. You should check it out. Yeah, anyway. Check it out, the phobia list. But getting back to this, what is yes. a... We'll talk about rational fears and, and yeah. godly fear, most importantly. Um, when we see God for who he is, there there's fear attached to that. Because if something is so great and awesome, it's it's a reverence. It's, it's to be revered. Yeah. And God, so glorious and powerful. Think about the person who holds our breath in his hands. You know, why would we ever want to live contrary to him? Wouldn't we want to do everything in our power to please the one that holds the breath in our hands? And God doesn't say that so that it's like, you know, I'm going to bully you around so that you live a good life. That's not what it's about. It's it's just the, the fact that we as his children, as his people, as his creation, we should be living 
to give glory to our creator. He's the one who made us. He deserves all of that. He deserves to be respected and feared. Um, You know, just like a father, a good father, there's an element of fear there. You know, when the mom's like, wait till dad gets home, and you're like, oh, no. Because there's a a level of like, wow, dad is so much stronger, bigger than me. (laughs) And, you know... To the point of we made fun of all those phobias, but like yeah. if you feared pencils, right? Yeah. You're like I'm just so scared of pencils. You wouldn't want to be around them because you know that they. You would think that they had some unwielding power or something over you, yeah. and so you're 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 you know you're you're humbled before it. You know you 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 know that it can take you. You yeah. know what I mean? And, <laughs> and not that, but you know, and it's not an unhealthy fear. Like we should be scared of the Lord because we, you know, he's he is loving and yeah. he is good, um, but. To have that respect and to have that level of um, in our hearts and position before Him to be humbled in that way um, is the beginning of wisdom. The Bible says, "The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff." That was "Need to Breathe," signature of Divine Yahweh. I love that song because it's just a song of worship, and yeah. it's putting God, you know, on the pedestal and saying, you know, there's no your your signature, the creation is is just shouting out your glory and. Um, that's what Job experienced, you know, when God was talking to him saying, you know, look at, look around, look at the creation. I put all this in motion and, you know, our reaction to thinking and meditating on the Lord and understanding who he is in comparison to who we are, um, that should have an effect on our hearts where we are humbled, where we, um, we are in awe and in reverent awe of who God is. And the Bible says that when we have that right perspective of who we are in comparison to who he is. Then, at that point, we can begin to understand wisdom. It's the beginning. It's the first thing that needs to happen before, you know, if you're not teachable, right, you can't be taught, you know. If you're looking for wisdom and you're incapable of understanding that wisdom and understanding and and to be able to have ears to hear it, you know, um, if you don't have ears to hear it, you can't be taught it. So that, that's what God's saying. It's like the fear of the Lord, the respect of who I am is the start where then I can start imparting to you discernment and understanding and wisdom and all those great things. So. That was My Defense by Ace Troubleshooter. I love the line of the song. I lose my defense at your answers. And it's kind of like those rhetorical questions that were placed by God. Like, were you there? You know, Job had no answer for it, but the answer is, no, you weren't. And you're like, so Job's like kind of like, he just becomes defenseless. Like, oh, I guess I have no stance. Like, you are God. You are almighty. And we bow in reverence to him. You know, it says every knee's going to bow. It's not bowing because, you know, we want to, you know, every basically everyone is going to have to succumb and, and to lower themselves to to talk about how great God is. And it's a, it's a fear. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a, a bow of reverence. That's where we're all ultimately heading. And uh, it's a matter of, do you do it? <laughs> are you forced down by God's glory? Or are you willingly bowing your knee to him and being, giving him all the glory and the honor and the praise that he deserves and, you know, fearing him a little bit, <laughs> fearing his wrath, fearing, um, you know, just judge eternity without him. That will draw us to him. And when we're closer to him, we're holy. So. Yeah. This is Job's heart. When he was challenged by the Lord and we've been talking about it, I just thought I'd read what Job responds. He says, in, in Job 40, if you're following along, he says, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I have no answer. I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. And then in the next chapter, he says, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I, that I do not understand. Things are too wonderful for me, which I do not know. 
And um, he basically says, I am listening to you. Speak to me. His whole, it broke it down where he says, I am vile. I am worthless. I don't know anything. You know it all. I'm going to put my hand over my mouth so I can't talk anymore like I know what I'm talking about. Speak to me. And then the Lord just imparts wisdom and, and blessing and amazing stuff. And um, that's what it is. It's the fear of the Lord. Yeah, the fear of the Lord in Psalms 19, it says, is clean. When you fear the Lord and you have that proper perspective of who the Lord is, it cleanses you. And, we're, you know, there's another verse that we'll get to um, as we keep going. But just keep thinking about that. If I fear the Lord, I will be wise. It'll keep me from stumbling. It'll keep me from sin. And that's the ultimate goal, obviously, is to be more like him. You're listening to Their Awesome Life with Brent and Jeff. That was a 90s flashback by Skillet, Locked in a Cage. It's intense. (laughs) (laughs) That song was intense. But um, just think about Job for a second. I mean, we've been talking about it and, you know, how he could have reacted to God's chastening could have been totally, I mean, he went through the struggles that man man goes through where you're doubting yourself, you're doubting God, all those different things. But on the other end of it, you look at how he came out and he's blessed. Um, you know, Job learned a valuable lesson there about God is all all that matters. Everything else is going to fade away. Yeah. But God is what matters and having a proper perspective of who God is. God isn't like, you know, we kind of drag him down to our puny brain sometimes. We're like, well, God's my buddy. I have my arm around him. It's like, not really. <laughs> you know, God is God, God and I am not. He has all the power in the world. I mean, he could flick you off the planet if he wanted to, but he loves us so much. And going back to that father, you know, symbol, you know, your father can punish you and you can be afraid of that. But you also can turn around the very next moment and hug him and he's going to kiss you on your cheek and he's going to play with you. And that's the way God is. He's got the, the perfect father. He's the perfect example of what a father is. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I just want to make something clear about wisdom, too, because we all get we get so prideful. Like, you know, I've been a good Christian. You know, we give our little selves little gold stars for, like, knowing Bible verses and being pure and doing things right and blah, blah, blah. And then we say, yeah, we're good Christians, you know, or, you know, that message, we taught that message and, you know, in Sunday school or whatever, and just people were blessed. Man, we are awesome teachers. Like, we, we, you know, our flesh loves to get the glory, and we give ourselves little gold stars. Um, but truly, if we are doing, being wise and if we do have understanding, it's strictly from the Lord. It's straight from Him. We are incapable of deriving any kind of wisdom in and of ourselves. In Job 28, you know, God says, he says, And to man, God says, Behold, the fear of the Lord is the wisdom, and to depart from me was understanding. Before that, verse um, right before he says, Then God saw wisdom, declared it. He prepared it. He searched it out. God is the owner of the wisdom, you know. And as we need wisdom in our lives, you know, in James, I just been thinking about a verse that says that, you know, if you lack wisdom, just ask. God loves to give you wisdom if you ask Him for it, because God imparts that knowledge. He imparts that wisdom to us. And um, again, you know, the only way that we can begin to even try to receive that from Him is um, is having that right perspective and knowing that God is capable of giving it to us. He has it, and um, to have our hearts bent toward Him and our ears open that we can receive that. You know, the fruit. The, the soil that that wisdom's going to land on is fertile and it's good and it can um, produce good fruit. And that, you know, that be- that is the beginning of understanding and the beginning of wisdom that the Bible is talking about here in this Proverbs verse, you know? So it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to get a lesson on fear of the Lord, if you have a Bible concordance, just look up fear of the Lord. <laughs> There's so many verses in Proverbs. I'm talking Proverbs 
1, 7, 8, 13, 9, 10, 10, 27, 14, 27. I mean, it just goes on. But Proverbs 8, 11 says, For wisdom is better than rubies, and all things uh, one may desire cannot be compared with her. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. And, and just think about that. Like, it's to hate evil. And the ultimate goal here, God wants us to be holy. And the verse um, that we hinted at, uh, is it First or Second Corinthians, Brent? <laughs> I think it's Second Corinthians, um, Corinthians 7, Corinthians 7.1. Yeah. After Paul is talking about, you know, being, you know, don't be unequally yoked and all those things, um, talking about how we should be set apart from the world. Yeah, I got it. It says, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves with all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And what's incredible is that we have the ability to, to experience and understand the wisdom that the Lord provides. And so, you know, we said a whole lot tonight, a lot of foolishness, you know, <laughs> truly. Um, but like, if we had to break it down, we'd say, you know, um, pursue that wisdom that's come straight from the Lord. And um, the only way we can start to do that is have that right perspective of us before our God. And, um, you know, that's, that's what the Bible teaches and that's what we should cling to. Yeah, God's not... He's an opposing figure, but he's not unapproachable. Yeah. And we all we have to do is say, God, I need to fear you. <laughs> and he'll give us the fear, he'll give us the wisdom, and he'll give us the way to live. This next song, To Close the Night, Tremble by Audio Adrenaline, just allow it to minister to you and allow you to see, ask God to allow you to see him in a proper perspective. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. I tremble.